and where are the nads? Like, do you know? Can you see them in the well, heat of battle? They're covered in fur. Yeah. There's no manscaping in Mother Nature. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for being with us yet again for Fun Sexy Bible Time. As always, I don't really recommend that anyone listens, but you're here, and we welcome you with open Well, we mostly welcome you with open arms. I can't speak for my co-host. Tonight's co-host, coming to me from the wild, wild west, Maggie Talley. How are you doing? Hey, Earthlings. I am doing well. My arms are open, also. For a front hug, which I know is not kosher by homeschool standards. I cannot support that. We got to go with the with the uh, the forearm block if they come in for the okay, front hug. Okay, fine. One 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 arm is wide open and the other one is covering, <laughs> leaving room for the spirit. <laughs> got to leave room for the spirit. Yes. Maggie always. Tally, she uh, formerly of the website Maggie Gets Real. Uh, she had a blog up until a little while ago. Uh, then the blog went away as she went to school and I've been asking her if she wants to blog again. I think she's going to do it. Maggie, it might resurrect. It probably will resurrect. What's going to be the, uh, what's going to be the focus this time around? Cause I know you used to do a lot of stuff on fitness and whatnot. What, what are you going to do this time? Um, probably more things that will embarrass my parents if nice. they read it. Um, just a lot. I'm thinking I'll take it in a lot more of a real life direction. Honestly, just talk about whatever, Crap, I think is funny. Like, you know, the reality of like, this is what it's like to be poor. It's real. <laughs> Let's laugh about it. This is what it's like to get back into dating after getting out of a relationship. You know, spoiler alert, it's terrible. It's awful. It's horrifying. <laughs> Humans are scary. <laughs> I don't know how to date. Um, but yeah, all that exciting stuff. Well, if you're looking for a way to embarrass your parents, I dare say you have come to the right place. Oh, perfect. I have found Mecca. Uh, I lost a whole bunch of friends today on social media. Um, Congratulations. I, thank you. It's, it, was a, it was a winnowing of, uh, you know, Gideon's army. you got to get Gideon's mm. army down to the correct size. Um, but after I posted the Christian Sutra on my website, uh, I noticed like a, I had lost a lot of people. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if Maggie's still going to come on the show tonight. But then I uh, got a hold of you and you made it through. I thank you for making it through. Of course. I feel like the Christian Sutra was actually a an incentive. Like, look, <laughs> this has opened a door for new, fun, sexy Bible time. Not Well, that comes across very strange. <laughs> very, that's not intended in a weird way. But, like, for any listeners who are, you know, in a monogamous marriage relationship who are inspired after this podcast, they can read your post and, you know, be fruitful and hopefully not multiply if they're being careful. Hey, listen, evangelicals, they be getting freaky. Mm, all day or day. <laughs> Except for Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. you know. If you're in the choir, in between services, what happens in the choir room stays there? Uh, Maggie, one of my oldest friends. Safe to say you are one of my oldest friends, are you not? I mean, probably. I'm yeah. 26, so I'm starting to get wrinkles. I'd say I'm getting old. Wait, when did we meet? Was it like a uh, like a Josh Harris conference in like 97? Yeah, we were signing our purity pledges. 
and we agreed to be each other's intergender accountability partners. Intergender? Is that like a transsexual <laughs> shenanigan like experimentation group? Well, no, because you're supposed to have like a like a same gender accountability partner, but like we took it a step further and we decided we would we would we would cross over and hold each other accountable. Make sure. Yeah, we're a crossover like Shania was crossover. Oh gosh. <laughs> and you were singing I feel like a woman because you uh, took the crossover a little too serious but we brought you back from the brink no, John was, Piper was involved there was an intervention <laughs> I was singing no I was, I was singing you're still the one but I was I was singing it to Jesus oh yes yes that's like the the one you did where you guys were describing the different Christian songs that would describe the various stages of waiting and then not waiting when you're married that sounds really inappropriate. We would never do anything like that. I think you have us mixed up with some other podcast. Yeah, probably a very dirty, awful, secular podcast. Yeah, we, we keep things above board on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Oh, yes. All right. What was that about Samson? <laughs> Let's save Samson's pubes for, the, for a little bit later. Um, okay. Just to introduce Maggie, um, she, like myself, is a triple threat she is a uh, veteran of the homeschool movement, of uh, the Christian school movement, and the Christian college scene. So, like myself, she has been around, been around the proverbial block. <clears throat> Maggie, oh, yes. I, I, it's kind of amazing that we would even do this podcast without like a third person present, just so that it would be a group situation. Yeah, this is basically like. We are alone <laughs> in youth group auditorium, at church, and we don't know if we should really be talking to each other because this might be sinful. I'm clutching my "What Would Jesus Do?" bracelets so tight right now, just <laughs> just for the extra purity. Is that like a chastity belt, but for your hand, <laughs> but <laughs> for your heart? No, <laughs> I can't. True I can't. story. Like probably like 1990 something. I don't know. I was starting to like really buck the I kiss dating goodbye stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom went out and bought me like this cross necklace, which is a big deal because men weren't, weren't supposed to wear jewelry anyway. But she bought oh, me yeah, this obviously. cross necklace and gave it to me and said, this is your purity necklace. Like, I want you to put this on and promise to me that like you will remain emotionally pure. <laughs> what is emotionally pure? Can you <laughs> that describe that question. for me? That was my question. And, like, the most rebellious thing that I did in my teenage years was I never once put it on. I kept it in the was drawer. This like a, was it a big cross? Was it, like, a Pope Francis type of big cross <laughs> necklace? No, that would have Like, been. it would literally create space between you and any willing female? <laughs> well, there, first of all, there were no willing females. <laughs> <laughs> any willing male? I don't know. <laughs> there, there, were, there were no willing anybody's. But no, like I didn't, oh. I never put it on and, and she would like never miss the beat of like trying to guilt me into like, you know, I had such high hopes that you would put that on and value your emotional purity as much as I value it on your behalf. <laughs> it was, oh. it was outstanding. Well, are you going to pass it on to one of your small humans? <laughs> kind of like Mufasa giving something to Simba. Someday, son, this will all be yours. Wait, I don't know if I'm quoting Mufasa or Dane Cook right now, but it's happening. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to just, like, melt it down and make, like, a, um, um, I don't know. Make, make an a, urn. 
Oh, <laughs> too far. Well, Wrong I, was direction. Thinking, I was thinking nipple ring. I was like, no, nah, that's too far. That's kind of creepy. But you said that's that'd be a really big nipple ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's saying... going to be like a nipple gauge. You're going to have a <laughs> hole there. <laughs> like a handle for grocery bags. <laughs> where were we going? I, where were we going with this? And you were saying we're both triple threats, like triply repressed. Yes, and then we seamlessly fell into nipple gauges. Yeah. It's a new thing, guys. Watch out for it. <laughs> Next summer. All right, so talk to me about the talk to me about the repression of homeschool versus Christian school versus Christian college. I know you've got some thoughts on this. Okay. Well, the Christian college is the most fresh experience because that's the most recent homeschool. I was oh, it was a beautiful time. I was 13 years old. Gosh, you could not pay me to go back. Um, homeschooling was kind of social Siberia. I didn't have friends. I was the guinea pig in my family for homeschooling. So my parents didn't realize you don't just keep your kid at home and give them books and, you know, know that they're nerdy enough that they'll learn and it'll be fine. They didn't know about like, oh, put them in a co-op or teach them about friend groups. So I was repressed as hell. And then when I went to regular, well, a private Christian high school starting in ninth grade, I was shocked because I, it was like I'd been, you know, living in Antarctica for two years without human contact. So I came back and there are all these other fellow pubescent humans who had been developing and sprouting hair in weird places and, you know, growing up for two years and all of a sudden the boys have these deep voices and like massive hairy arms and legs and I'm just like oh you're men and I'm getting these tingly feelings in my private bathing suit parts and (laughs) you're also beautiful but I don't know how to talk to you because I haven't spoken to another human for two years it's just very overwhelming and traumatizing this is like you you're triggering me (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) yeah so the teen years of time they were they were you know beautiful and precious and thank god they're over the uh and then christian college okay go ahead. oh what were you saying no go ahead um i was just gonna say christian or christian school like uh private christian high school that was fine it was kind of repressed i sang on the worship team but i'm pretty sure they turned the volume down on my mic so really i just <laughs> stood up there and lip-synced And we wore uniforms, and those were obviously not supposed to be tight or anything where someone could identify your shape underneath. I think it would have been more effective if they just said, you're all wearing burkas, but, you know, that would be scary. And I think that was right after 9-11, so it probably wouldn't have gone over well as a suggestion. (laughs) And am I allowed to say that? I'm going to come bomb my house after this. Um. And then Christian college was, you know, everything you could ever hope it would be. Talk and then about more. The, um, <clears throat> Christian college. I've talked about this before in the podcast, but like from the male perspective of just like the mad rush to find somebody. Um, oh, that was real. Oh. Like I've talked about it from the male perspective. What was that like from the female perspective of just like have to get married? It was very real. Not necessarily. I didn't go in with the expectation that I'm going to meet someone, fall in love, get married, pop out babies. I was like, I was much more balanced. I thought, you know, in the next four years, I will meet someone, fall in love, get married as soon as I graduate, 
work in some kind of dream career for a couple of years and then make the very progressive and enlightened decision to stay home with the babies that we will have. And I will still maintain this beautiful, youthful body and nothing will be tainted and we'll have a great sex life. Clearly, none of that worked out as I'm sitting here alone in my apartment in sweats, <laughs> very single. <laughs> but um, so my 18-year-old self hates current me right now because I failed. Um, current me is very happy because looking back on the men in the Christian college I went to, it's like, oh, wow, dear God, we just barely escaped. There were um, there was a pretty sure he's a sociopath or something was wrong. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that being in the mental health field now, but dated him very briefly, very briefly, like a week my first year. That was traumatizing. Ended with him uh, locking himself in his room, threatening to hurt himself. So that was some interesting repression. Oh, that, was, that was me. Oh, that was you. Oh, weird, weird. How did I not remember? But other girls were very clear. Oh, and that was the thing. Like, I was too proud to admit, like, oh, yeah, you know, part of my plan here is to get a degree and a ring on my left hand. Mm -hmm. Other girls were very open about the fact that, like, they are here to get married. They did not care about school. And one girl who I remember very clearly, long story, but she had very hairy nipples. It's an interesting <laughs> story how that was discovered. It was not like this exciting lesbian experimentation, more like, hey, we're all weird and shirtless, and oh, wow, you have something extra going on. But she was very clear about how much she wanted to just have babies and marry men, but she, you know, she didn't really talk to boys because, again, repressed, so it was more wishful thinking. Okay, here's my thing. Like, I think like the repression of Christian high school feeds into the repression of Christian college. And I, let me tell you why. Oh, like, because when you're in Christian high school, maybe this was true for you, maybe it wasn't. You tell me. But the thing you kept hearing over and over again was just wait till college. Just wait till college. don't get don't get bogged down in a relationship now. Just be purposefully single now, and then when you get to Christian college, you'll meet somebody. Like there was sort yeah. of like this, they built it up into this thing where it was like as soon as you get there and freshman orientation is over, like your spouse will be right there. Yeah, college was the motherland of potential spouses, and, and it was just hang on, you know, high school is terrible, it sucks, it's awful. College will be so much better because there's you know you're old enough to get married and you can date people, and mom and dad aren't there to make sure you're leaving room for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Needless to say, none of that works out that way. It's just a lot of very poor people who are trying to steal food from the cafeteria, and some of them are cute, and you can't quite figure out how to talk to them, so it's just awkward, and you're like, you know, holding cereal in your pockets and sliding out the door, and you're like, I don't like Joshua Harris, <laughs> while making eye contact, and then you skitter away, and you're like, oh, I think he looked, he looked kind of in my general direction, it must, it's a sign, Jesus, please, make things happen. One of the things that like they would tell us in like the, um, of course I'm I went through it before you did by several years, but in the in the homeschool movement, like in the Josh Harris courtship, that mm. that scene is well learn how to be friends now, like you know learn how to be learn how to be best friends with a girl now, so that when you get old enough that you can start courting or you know whatever, you can be at ease, and that sounds great on paper. <laughs> But on like, paper, yeah. Like when on they, paper. When they put in like all of these, like, you know, never be alone, you know, never have any exposed skin, don't touch, don't think, this, this, that, and the other. 
it makes it really hard to learn how to be friends. Yeah, it's a little bit of a barrier when all you can do is breathe <laughs> in the same room. I'm like, cool, we can enjoy silence together. This is great. I'm glad we have so much in common. It's really, really wonderful. Yeah. How about you wave your Pentecostal spirit flag from the other side of the room if you agree? <laughs> oh, okay, good. I'll wave mine back. Hey, Basically those, spiritual semaphore. Those spirit flags are real. They are so real. Are they? I've never been to a church where they actually have them, but I kind of want to just bring my own someday. Like I, run in with a Confederate flag <laughs> and say, this is my spirit flag. I'll probably get shot if I'm out here in California. But. No, I grew up in the charismatic church, and uh, our church never had that. It was pretty small, but um, I visited another Assembly of God church, and they had a lady who dressed up in like a bright sequined dress, like really garish looking, like nothing you would like wear. Like Liberace? Yeah, like Liberace. And okay. her whole job, like during the worship service, was they had like a huge like Christian flag. And her job was like to take the flag and like go back and forth in front of the stage twirling it. Hmm. Was that something where she got paid? Or was it just volunteer work? <laughs> Are you contemplating was she career selected? Change? Was there a tryout, like an audition process? <laughs> Did multiple people don the, you know, Liberace sparkles and practice and they just weren't up to par, so she got it? If there was a tryout process, I wonder if, like, TBN could do, like, a reality show of, like, uh, like, like making the making the cut. Like, making the, uh, I don't know what they would call it. Wait, what's TBN? I'm thinking softcore something like Total Boobies Network. <laughs> But that's because they have a 12-year-old boy's brain. <laughs> no, Trinity Broadcasting Network, the Christian station. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Naturally. <laughs> so oh. close. <laughs> no, that could be a good reality show of, like, all of these, like, yeah. uh, all of these moms who have dreams of being the, the flag waver. And then they, yeah. they put them on camera and they get, get kind of bitchy with each other behind the scenes. You know, like so. dance moms, but splat. Flag, flag, spirit flag sisters. There we go. Then one of the moms is like an ex cheerleader or like flag girl from high school. So she's got the inside track and then all the other moms kind of gang up on her and try to tear her down because they're threatened by her yeah. advantage in the process. There's a conspiracy theory. Mm. And then the husbands go at it because they're defending their wives' honor. Yeah. And there, can't, there can't be more than one flag. It's got to be just the one, the yeah. one flag. At best, yeah. you could hope for a rotation. And Michelle Duggar needs to make a cameo at some point. Maybe she mediates the argument. <sighs> Michelle Duggar. I mean, she's got the mo- she's got the homeschool hair. We got to give her that. So much, so much. The higher the hair, the closer to heaven. And she has a lot of hair. She's yeah. She's she's got the hair, and that's all I'm going to say about Michelle Duggar. Jesus loves her, and I love her too. Jesus loves her. I'd be scared to be near her or take my children near her because I feel like after having that many kids, there's got to just be like a black hole. It's like a vacuum between her legs. You know, like small household objects could get sucked in to the vortex. There's a lot of kids to shoot out. <laughs> She's got like, some, no, uh, kids, stay close. There's no way they can remember all 20 names. No, they all wear name tags at home, I'm sure. Yeah, Duggars. Yeah, we we knew a lot of people like that. Not not to that degree. Nobody nobody hit the big 
2-0 as far as kids. But we had a lot of friends in the homeschool movement that had like 8, 9, 10, 11 kids. What's with that? Is that people that just don't believe in birth control? That's a or lot is... of it. Um, it's the subset, too, of called the quiverful movement of people that like think that that's God's will. What is a will. quiver? Uh, that Bible verse, and I think it, I can't remember where it is in Old Testament of "Blessed is a man whose quiver is full of arrows." Oh yeah, and okay. They extrapolate from that that it's God's will that you know we're supposed to have as many kids as we possibly can. Um, yeah. So then you've got like the secret shame of like the families, like my family, who only had four kids, um, who have like. <laughs> It's almost like we are like had to be apologetic and embarrassed of like, I'm sorry, but we only have four kids. <laughs> There's only four of us. I apologize. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> I can pretend to have multiple personality disorder if you want. Maybe that will make up for it. Uh, this uh, is just such a weird thing, the homeschool movement. Well, what do you expect when you dress a bunch of people in ankle-length denim skirts and turtlenecks for years on end. Um, that they'll turn it has out repercussions. Awesome, just like me? That's, well, what, that's what I expect. Yes. All right, speaking of, speaking of ankle-length denim skirts, we have a fascination on, on Fun Sexy Bible Time um, of animals that might kill you. Mm, yes. And we talk about this. We've talked about this on so many different episodes. But we have to talk about it again because you're coming to us from the West Coast. Whole different group of deadly animals on the West Coast. So many. So what you you go out for a jog or a swim, what animals would be most likely to kill you, Maggie? Well, if you go out for a jog in my neighborhood, it's probably going to be a homeless person or someone who can't drive. <laughs> if we're being honest. Like a crazy homeless guy will stab you because he thinks you like stole his car, bro, you're homeless, you don't have a car, um, take your meds. Or it's going to be someone who's actually driving a real car because they own one, but they don't know how to drive because no one here knows how to drive. Mm. Um, we're talking about furry animals. I yeah. really don't like bears. No I feel bears. like they are underrated in terms of their ability to eat you. Okay, what, now, this is very important. What kind of bears are we talking about? Because my defense strategy varies from bear to bear. Well, this is a source of much discussion because we mostly have black bears out here, not a lot of grizzlies. I don't know if there are any grizzlies. Um, and my dad has always told me growing up when we'd be camping, like, you know, black bears are not going to hurt you. Like, just bang some pots and pans at them if they come into your campsite and they'll go away. You'll be fine. But if they get hungry or angry, <laughs> it's this giant four-legged mo-effer covered in fur with little stabby knives attached to every paw and giant teeth. And they could just basically chew you up into little pieces. It's like a land shark, mm. but furrier. So they probably smell. Mm. And they're deceptive because they look cute from a distance. So they yeah. lure you into a sense of safety. Okay, so I'm, I'm pulling up some stats on black bears right now. Tell me, what is your... Oh, no. I mean, if you get attacked by a black bear, let's just leave grizzlies out of it for right now. Because I think there's not a whole lot you can do with a grizzly. But black bear, no, you might have a chance. you just pray. So what is, your, what is your defense strategy from a black bear? I think what you're supposed to do is to play dead and cover your ears and your face and your neck. Mm -hmm. What I would really do is probably scream like a little girl and run like the Dickens until my legs gave out. And I just said, Jesus, it's time. Take me now. <laughs> Jesus, and take then, the he, wheel. you know, the bear devours me and 
<laughs> all very dramatic. You gotta hope that like if you're getting eaten by a bear, he starts at the head. I can't imagine yeah. anything worse than like a bear starting to eat you from the feet. Like that's gotta be the worst. Right. Yeah, remember that guy? There was the guy who was like up in Alaska filming the grizzly bears all the time. Grizzly man. And yes. Yeah. He got eaten and the camera was on. Mm-hmm. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm I'm looking up black bear size right now. Adult males typically weigh between 126 to 550 pounds. So if it's a 500 pound black bear, you might be in trouble. You go. But let's just be honest. Like, what if it's a 200 pound pound black bear? I mean, that's about the size of a dude. Could you fight yeah. off a dude sized black bear? I don't know. Most dudes I've fought don't have claws. This is true. So it kind of be a different situation. Um, I feel like I could hold my own. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd just pin him down on his back. Well, I got to think, like, and then I got to yeah, think I don't know most what females, like, their strategy for fighting a dude, like, if they get desperate enough, you know, you can claw the eyes or you can punch the, the jewels. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if that's on, on the table for a bear. Like, I think a bear can just, like, close. I think a bear's eyes are probably a little bit more well-protected. Yeah, because of the fur. And where are the nads? Like, do you know? Can you see them in the heat of battle? They're covered in fur. There's no manscaping in Mother Nature. No. And I think mostly it's, like, lady bears. Like, you know, the mama bears that protect their little cubs. Uh Uh-huh. So they don't have man parts. I gotta be honest, Maggie. I've I've long harbored the belief that I could take an an average sized black bear that I could defeat. That's I a could, beautiful dream. I could fight. I could fight him off until he until he left the battlefield with my bare hands. I'm inspired by I'm, your aspiration to. I'm also a giant man, so I, I'm carrying. Does this a, mean you're like six five and three hundred pounds? <laughs> I'm carrying significant dad bod into this confrontation. <laughs> I, well, dad bod wins a lot of battles. I'm bringing about six foot eight, about 250, 260 into the confrontation. You are not six foot eight. You are not six foot eight. I am. I'm a giant man. I, really? Yes. Wow. Maybe that's what made up for like the four kids. You're just like super tall. So it's like one and a half. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Wow. I'm glad this is not in person then because I'd feel really awkward being a foot and a half shorter. Well, I'm a homeschooler, so I feel awkward all the time anyway. So That's true. You know, there's When no we meet new there. people, we just stare at the ground and kind of yeah. paw with our feet and make weird <laughs> noises. <laughs> just like <laughs> randomly throw out like historical facts. Yeah. That's, that's the language. Name of political figures. Patrick Henry. <laughs> John Adams. Calvin Coolidge. Harriet Tubman. Oh, Harriet Tubman. That got spicy. So much diversity. <laughs> Am I allowed to say this? I don't know. Okay, so I, that's that's your California animal. I, you're familiar with the South, though, so I'm not going to surprise you with anything that we've got in Alabama that might kill you. you you're probably going to get killed most likely in Alabama by either a poisonous snake mm. or like a like, – um, like a dog, like a dog that is got out or a pack of feral dogs that just maul you to death. 
Like with rabies? No, like pit bulls. Like a pit bull that got oh. out. Oh, see, that's where I'd get in trouble because we have, well, my brother has a pit bull that I fostered for the summer. Mm-hmm. And she's the sweetest. She's just like a giant furry potato mm-hmm. of love. So if I saw a pack of pit bulls, I'd just be like, oh, you're so sweet. Oh, why are you biting my jugular? Oh, I see Jesus. <laughs> I'm gone. The end. But if they were foaming at the mouth, that would scare the bejesus out of me because rabies is a terrifying disease. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen old yeller? Bad things happen. Yeah. I have because we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV growing up, so we would get like the, the VHS tapes from the library. The library oh, bless only your had, hearts. Like, the library only had like 30 tapes, and Old Yeller was one of them, and the rest were National Geographic, but without the nudity. So, Cause, No, you can't have the nudity. God forbid the nude tribal women <laughs> awaken things before the time is come. <laughs> So when you, if you're fighting a bear, let me go back to this just for a second. I have a fascination with fighting yeah. bears. Is there any like mom, <laughs> like mom strength that would any be mom play? strength? Yeah, like is there anything that could happen with you that would just like bring out like like a mother instinct of like must protect? Not like you're, if you're with somebody, you must protect them. Well, I'm not a mother, so I don't know if that would be like dormant or if it could like be awakened even though I haven't had kids like my ovaries just secrete some superhuman <laughs> hormone and all of a sudden I'm like who mama like, magic. What if your sibling was with you yeah I get okay so my baby sister is 13 mm-hmm. um and I would probably I'd fight a bear for her nice I'd also be dead soon probably I don't know about like motherly instincts though it'd be just more like Nobody die. If someone has to go, it's me. But, I mean, I threatened my middle my middle sister's 22, um, and I threatened the guys that she dates nice. with physical violence. So maybe that's where the mama bear strength comes out yeah. with the human beasts. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got a fair amount of confidence in you. Like, I feel like if there was somebody with you that you needed to protect, like, I feel like you'd last longer than you think you would against a bear. Hopefully. I mean, I think really my fear of bears comes down to the fact that as a kid when we're camping, when I would be scared of bears, my dad would always reassure me, you know, if anything happens and the bear doesn't come away, they're going to eat me first. (laughs) Doing the good dad thing. thing, I'll protect you. You know, you won't get eaten. I will. But of course, being the neurotic little kid with OCD, I'm like, holy shit. I'm going to witness my own father being mauled to death by a giant furry beast in front of me, like in my own tent with like blood splattering on my face. Like my father's flesh is flying everywhere and it's just this horrible scene I'm imagining. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm traumatized and I can never go camping with my family because it means there's a good likelihood that I will watch them all be eaten in front of me. And then I'll live because... You couldn't have like, put, like, a ring of John Piper books around the tent to, like, protect yourself? <laughs> uh, sadly, no. I don't think we had enough John Piper books. Mm. Also, I feel like they might just get eaten or, like, <laughs> raccoons would attack them, <laughs> like, scooch them out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about Samson before we go. Um, yeah. I tried to bring this out on Twitter. Um you can follow me on Twitter at on Green Mountain. Uh, are you doing Twitter right now? Do you want to plug yourself on Twitter? Um, what is my Twitter? Hold on, let me look up my Twitter handle. <laughs> I don't. I'm on. 
<laughs> I guess that answers your question. I'm on Instagram a lot more, um, mostly because my dad has a Twitter, and he doesn't know how to use the Instagram I made him, so I can, like, you know, post inappropriate selfies and stuff there. Um, oh, yeah, okay, I do have a Twitter. Last time I tweeted was in August, but my username is underscore Maggie D-E-E underscore. So that's exciting. All right. So I put this out on Twitter to my hundreds of seminary student followers. Um, did Samson have to man? I mean, was Samson allowed to manscape? It seems like it, it seems like a question that we've never got a definitive answer for in all of theology. Um, so once again, it falls to fun, sexy Bible time to tackle the theological issues that everyone else shies away from. Maggie Talley, was he allowed to manscape? Well, first, I think we need some historical context for this debate. And I think we need to be clear about the fact that this has been a debate and we don't have an answer because homeschoolers are so repressed. They don't talk about personal grooming and manscaping. Mm -hmm. That's not something you learn in your homeschool textbooks something you learn when you you know take a field trip to a high school and you see a real locker room and all of a sudden you realize people don't look like your anatomy books <laughs> what's been going on which, what's in their water which in your anatomy books if they were from a homeschool publisher everyone was fully clothed <laughs> yeah. i've never seen a naked body before what is happening mom and then you know you debrief in the minivan on the way home and it's weird, and your mom just pulls over because she needs to pray for you because she's worried for your purity. And... The minivan with the faded Bush 92 sticker on the back of it. Yes, and the little family, the stick figure family, and there's like 17 of them and some crosses, maybe a not of this world sticker to make sure people know you love the Lord. You're not a pagan. Plus the anti-Hillary Clinton bumper sticker. It doesn't take a yes. village. It takes a mom and dad. Oh, yes, yes, that one. And probably that I'm proud of my Boy Scout and I'm proud of my homeschooler stickers. Those are other favorites. Can we but none of the stickers ever say, I successfully taught my child how to groom their hairy nether bits. And, you know, Samson's minivan would not have had that sticker because I don't believe he was properly trained. But my question is, you know, we know he wasn't allowed to cut the hair on his head. Was he allowed to trim his chest hair? Did, would he lose his, his strength <laughs> if if he pulled out his Norelco and just gave himself a little trim? I don't know. I don't know. It's not... I don't know if it was like a reverse kryptonite kind of thing. Mm. Like instead of kryptonite being there and, oh no, Superman's powers get sucked away. Like Samson had to have every hair on his body there or he lost power or strength, whatever it was. Like if he was taking a shower and some hair shedded out, did he feel a little like, oh, I'm woozy, I'm lightheaded, I need to lie down? I don't know. And what Personally, happens if, I, he did not. And what happens if he lives in the old age and starts to go bald? Then what happens? Well, you know, everything, when you start going bald, everything starts getting soft. You get... Um, <laughs> To use a term you first used, dad bod starts happening, and then it morphs into grandpa bod. And I say this all with, you know, love and charity. 
Like, there's nothing wrong with a body built by leftover goldfish and pizza bites and beer. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Be proud of who you are. <laughs> that's, a, that's a microaggression. We're going to need to change the topic. I can't do microaggressions. Remember, I'm a minority. I have a green card or carte blanche, something like that. Something with a card. I don't know. I'm legal. Please, <laughs> please, no one send um, so Homeland can, Security after me. We can say that Samson may have, in fact, been a dumbass, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's very fair to say. I mean, this guy could have had, maybe it speaks more to Delilah and how freaky she might have been. But if you're Samson, you're the most famous person in Israel. It's probably not a stretch to say you could have any Israelite woman that was available as your wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, like an idiot, like that one person at Christian college who just will find the person in the room that is not good for them and zero in on them. That's what you do as Samson. You find the one person that you shouldn't be with, and you get with her. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it wasn't that she cut his head hair off in the middle of the night. Maybe she's the one who's trimming his chest hair. Maybe she wasn't down with it. (laughs) And then bad things happened, and we read about them in the Bible. Yeah. Personally, I don't know why I should do that. I'm a fan of chest hair. I just want to put that out there. Well, I mean, that's why we had you on the podcast to drop your hot takes on the uh, Yes important issues of the day um it is important <laughs> chest hair is going extinct this is a problem like among my generate our generation <laughs> i don't know why i'm acting like we're separate generations people think they need to take their chest hair like all away like no you don't need to look like a ken doll or a barbie doll depending on how much moobage you have going on like, just let that stuff run free not Plus. too free like if like a Russian bear rug, like, you know. Plus, the chest hair is good because it helps to disguise the grandpa bod. <laughs> exactly. If you grow a beard long enough, it'll hide any kind of double chin situation. It's a, and you basically have a fur coat for all seasons. It's a jowl shield. <laughs> jowl shield. Yes, it hides your turkey <laughs> gobble. And then depending on other things, you can keep your giblets hidden as well. <laughs> Yes, I called it giblets because I was homeschooled. So uh, the repression is strong with you, young Skywalker. It is so strong. It is so strong. Um, also, let's... lightsabers. That's a good topic for another podcast. <laughs> what are the metaphors there? <laughs> yeah, like at what point did the uh, did the Sunday school director go from like sword of the spirit to lightsaber of the spirit? Yeah, I don't. Because... You know, Who swords knows? are a little outdated now, but lightsabers are lightsabers are forever. They're futuristic. There is no end. They're eternal. <laughs> um, oh, we can close on this. Like, since we were talking about Samson, didn't you know that one person in Christian college that basically was Samson, that like he or she could walk into a room with a hundred people, and like they would just find the one person that they didn't need to be with and fall in love with them. Oh, absolutely. I think there were multiple Samsons at my school, actually. <laughs> multiple ones. And, like, it, it didn't matter, like, what you said to them. Like, they just, it was just like like a moth to, like, a, a moth to a light bulb. Like, you just couldn't do anything with them. They just, they were idiots. 
Like they just wanted thing. bad things. Like basically, <laughs> if it's a guy, he can walk into a room and he sees a girl who's drinking tequila straight out of the bottle, smoking <laughs> a cigarette and a blunt at once, and she's six months pregnant with a ring on her hand, and he's like, that's my future wife. God just told me. Or if it's a girl, you know, she walks in and there's a shirtless dude, and he's got like hookers all over him, and he has like the sign of the beast written on his forehead, and he shaved his chest because clearly he's evil. So basically he's like, a public oh. schooler. Yeah. Yeah, a public schooler, probably who's on the football team, God forbid. She's just like, he's the one God wants me to have babies with. I'll give him a quiver full. <laughs> and then, you know, bad things happen, and she's heartbroken, and she writes some songs, and then all of a sudden, you know, she's on the Christian music charts, kind of doing okay, but not super great, but it's cool, and she dropped out of college, and yeah, and I don't know anybody sudden, like that. All of a sudden, she's the Christian Lady Gaga. Yes, wearing an egg suit. Or an egg basket. How did she come in? I don't know. There's an egg involved somewhere. It's Lady Gaga. Things are crazy. Maggie Talley. Yes. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. This was exciting. What a time to be alive. Bears and medieval or Bible time pukes. Much fun. Bye. Wait, what's TBN? I'm thinking softcore something like Total Boobies Network. But that's because I have a 12-year-old boy's brain. (laughs) I don't know. Most dudes I've fought don't have claws. My defense strategy varies from bear to bear. He's the one God wants me to have babies with. I'll give him a quiver full. Let's save Samson's pubes for the for a little bit later. Oh, Harriet Tubman, that got spicy. Hey, you were all weird and shirtless, and oh wow, you have something extra going on. <laughs> <laughs>